mom's, where my mom's, where my mom's at Where my mom's wearing thongs, hitting bongs at Raising kids, cleaning shits, need a long nap Where my mom's, where my mom's, where my mom's at Where my mom's at Oh, thank you for joining. Thank you for downloading and watching this on YouTube. I'm just perfecting my raps for Nadav. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if you're aware of my talents. I have many, but I know all the words to Jay-Z's Black album. <laughs> Surprisingly enough, I do. I'm, I'm obsessed with it. And you're so good at it. Do you love it? Oh, you're just now. See, you're just egging me on. No, you're well, doing. I mean, what? I am doing. I'm doing the producer thing. Yeah. I, you know, I'm 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 trying to produce some great content. But okay. I do think that you are exceptionally good at it. Thank you. When I heard you drop those bars, I wasn't Thank expecting you. that type of flow. Thank you. I appreciate that. I we dropped a promo of me rapping to Creation. We were just goofing around, and apparently, it's very well received. So. <laughs> I might wrap some more hits for you guys is what I'm saying because I'm glad there's finally an audience for what I do. My husband does not appreciate cool it. Thank moms. you. Not like a regular mom. I'm a cool mom. Oh, speaking of, if you're watching me on the YouTubes, you'll notice that I'm wearing, it's here, it's queer, get used to it, the official cool mom shirt of where my mom's at. It is here and I've designed this shirt. It's on Tom Segura's uh, website. That's my husband. Oh, Tom Segura's website. Uh, TomSegura.com, go to the store. And I've designed this shirt with moms in mind. Number one, soft AF. I did not make a cheap, hard shirt because I hate those. The design is cool. It's an 80s theme, obviously. Uh, I burped. And then it's soft. I made a scoop neck because it accentuates your clavicle, which is the thinnest part of a woman's body. Everybody knows. And then the um, it kind of, it's blousey so that you, it's not tight around your belly, which we, most of us have mom bods that we're trying to conceal. And also it's kind of cool, watch this, because of the scoop neck, you can do a little, uh-oh, uh-oh. What's, I'm around the house, but I'm feeling myself. And you just kind of take it off the shoulder. If your husband's around, you don't have to. You can keep it up or you can just be sassy. Um, I love this shirt. I hope you love it too. Get them now because uh, they're already going. They're going. Give it to somebody. Give it to a mom for Christmas or Hanukkah, <laughs> as you would say, Nadav, right? <laughs> yeah, that's how we say it. That's how you say it. Mm -hmm. So there you go. Cool Mom shirts are out at TomSegura.com. Go to his store and the link is there. Um, also, some more business. Uh, still doing flappers every Thursday. Come see me work out new material and just F around and have a good time. Seattle. Gosh, I forget which, which one of them is sold out. Seattle or Portland, uh, November 22nd and November 23rd. And then 2020. Holy mackerel. I'm doing so many dates. I am ramping up to shoot another special, which I'm very excited about. January 30th through February 1st, I'm in Houston at the Improv there. Uh, and then Valentine's Day weekend, I'm in Tampa at the Improv there. And then March 13th and 14th, the new Improv in Miami. I'm very excited. March 26th through 28th, Dallas at the Addison Improv. And then April 3rd through 4th, Judork Titties. That's New York City, Caroline's. April 24th through 28th, Des Moines, Iowa at the Funny Bone. And then June 12th through 13th, Phoenix, Fartnix, Arizona at the Stand Up Life. I've also added, I believe, Momston at Cap City. I'm in there too. That, that'll be posted shortly. And for those of you that had tickets to my unfortunate canceled October 25th show due to violent uh, stomach flu and vomiting, I've rescheduled that for March 7th. So if you bought tickets to the October 25th show at the Ice House in Pasadena and, uh, you know, they're going to be honored March 7th. That's the Make Good show at the Pasadena Ice House. So, uh, yeah, there you go. I think that's it. Tickets at Christina P. online. If you want to send me a voicemail, I mean, send me a voicemail, send me an email where my mom's at at gmail.com. The phone number is 213-375-5184. Leave a voicemail about one minute and that would be great. All right, let's get to the show. Now, very important stuff to get to. Uh, first of all, when my husband is out of town, I watch a lot of romantic comedies. I've noticed that I do this. It's not my best. I'm, it's embarrassing. <laughs> um, I put the kids down by 7.30. I'm upstairs. I'm doing the Netflix and I'm petting the dog, and I'm I'm usually into Ryan Gosling movies. I'm a huge fan of his. I I do watch um, Crazy Stupid Love. Have you seen that one, Nadav? 
Uh, don't think I have. It's actually really cute. I'm not the demographic, I don't think. <laughs> you know... <laughs> How dare you? There's, um, oh my God, there's a scene where he takes his shirt off and it's like six pack city. It's fucking crazy. Any hoodles. I found this new movie. Wait, what, is, what? is Emma Stone in that one? Yeah. Oh, so she's the one that's just, I remember that from the trailer. It's like, that's gotta be photoshopped, right? Yeah, that's what she says. All right. Yeah, I think I remember that. Oh my God. I don't know if it is. It's perfect. But so she, I always feel like Emma Stone is not pretty enough like he's really with ava mendez in real life and she's pretty enough for him but maybe that's on, that's on purpose so that women like me watching can be like oh if emma stone can have him you know yeah i mean look at fucking ava mendez is just ba-boom she's all you know she's perfect she's all boobs and butt and face and lips and oh anyway they have two children together she and ryan gosling out of wedlock dare I say and the media one time asked Ava Mendez so you're you're not married to Ryan Gosling but you have two children with him and she goes uh he's Ryan Gosling wouldn't you have babies with him <laughs> even she was like I don't care I will be your the baby mama to this man's children it's so cute I imagine he's very sensitive I imagine he does listen to you and you know want to talk about feelings and stuff but I didn't have a new Ryan Gosling film, so I, instead I watched this movie after on Netflix. Moms, if you if you want to watch, okay, Google After now. It's on Netflix. Oh my, I'm not done with it because here's what I do: I watch movies and I watch shows in installments because I don't have a whole like two hours in my life to watch a movie, so I'll do it in pieces. But oh my god the boy look at that little boy who started he's little he's like 20 something but he's like this british hottie and he's such a bad boy and he's the bad guy and she's like all innocent and virginal and it's their first year her first year in college oh there he is and something's wrong with him and he's got a cool name like hayden or hadlin or something weird and the, you know it's just it's just so dumb and i Oh, I find myself getting, I'm so embarrassed watching it alone. And then, you know, what's your guiltiest pleasure, Nadav? What do you do? What's your stupidest uh, thing you like? Stupidest thing I watch? <laughs> I know you really um, like. You know what? I was actually really upset at myself. Uh, I watched uh, New Girl. <laughs> like uh, I watched an episode of it and then <laughs> fucking binged it for three full seasons. I'm like, this is the best fucking show I could tell nobody about. I, I fucking loved it the first couple seasons. Of that That's show. the one with Zoe Deschanel. Yeah, boy, is she hot. She's gorgeous, but they what they did on that, they're like, we put glasses on her and now she's weird and quirky. Yeah, and she plays a ukulele and shit. Yeah. She's just so, but I mean, it's an ensemble cast. Holy shit! Okay, I'm <laughs> really justifying. I'm really justifying. That's okay. It's an ensemble cast. You know, it's everyone pitches show. in. You know, uh, what's it called? Uh, Damon Wayans Jr. was in it. He's fucking He's great. great. Um, <laughs> and uh, who's that? Jack Johnson. John Johnson. John, I don't know. Jake Johnson. That's Jake it. Johnson. Boy, is he funny. Yeah. Boy, they're good. <laughs> yeah, check it out, guys. New Girl, seasons one through three. Don't check out the later shit. That's pretty trash. All right. I know. I uh, you know. I get into these dumb things, too. I get into, um, what's that one with Ted Danson? And it's about the afterlife. Oh, The Good Place. That, I got that's in, good, too. That's good. Yeah, that's great. I was watching that. I watch a lot of, I watch Korean shows. I get into Korean soap operas. What? Yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. Well, there's one called Hello My Twenties that I'm really into mm -hmm. on Netflix. Tell us about that one. <laughs> Hello My Twenties? Uh-huh. How, 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 how does that get on your radar? I know. See, much like my TikTok feed, I have a knack for finding the obscure, the bizarre, the outliers of, of entertainment uh, it's about a bunch of Korean girls. They live together. They're in their 20s, of course. And they, they're in I love that age. I think maybe that's what it is. I'm reliving my youth where I'm like, oh, I'm in college. I, what's going to happen tomorrow? I don't even know. Like, I'm, are, Am I going to meet the man of my dreams? There it is. Am I going to meet the man of my dreams? So yeah, so there's like, there's the one, the one in the middle is the, the oldest one. And by oldest, I mean, she's like, I don't know, 25. And she's got like three jobs. She's working her way through college. The one on the far right is like the dreamer. <laughs> Are these all gingers? No, no, they're Korean ladies. They're not gingers. They're, they're, they have dark brown hair. I think it's the backlighting. Mm. And the one on the far left, they think is gay, but she's not. She just likes to dress like a boy, you know. Oh, that's, oh, these are all women. These are all women. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and they all live together. 
Uh, basically, it's the Korean version of Beverly Hills 90210, which I was a huge fan of back in the day as well. Carrie Martin. Did you ever, did you ever watch that? Car Carrie Martin graduates. No, not Carrie Martin. For 90210? Yeah. No, I've, uh, I've never seen an episode of that. Are you fucking serious? I think it's just a little before my time. I feel like my sisters were, or my oldest sister was probably really into Donna it. Martin. Donna Martin graduates because Donna got drunk at prom and they wouldn't let her graduate and then they threw a protest for her. Donna Martin masturbates. That's what we said. <laughs> Stupid. So dumb. Oh my God. What is my life? And then I had this other epiphany as I was driving. Um, I'm going to make a list of other horrible things that I watch on Netflix. I'm going to go look through my queue. Um, it's all bad. I don't. You should see what the Netflix is recommending. I watch. It is horrible. Oh, I watched The Age of Adeline the other night. That was a good one. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna bring you guys. Send me too. What are your guilty pleasures on Netflix? What's the crappiest thing you watch that you don't <laughs> admit to watching? Oh, what's uh? Yeah. What's the cringiest thing that you make <laughs> your significant other watch with you? Yeah. That they started liking. Oh. All, all of it. All the reality <laughs> shows Tom was never into. Anything on Bravo. <laughs> Tom now loves Below Deck because of me. Below Deck, we were watching millionaire uh, real estate, those millionaire real estate guys. We we're watching. Oh, yeah. I, I've seen that. Yeah. yeah. The trashy shit. I mean, Shaw's Love. Sunset's just Sha amazing. Shaw's is the best. Yeah. And I got Tom into Shaw's. That's yeah. garbage. Yeah. Persians are the best. Fucking love Persians. How do you say hello in Persian? I haven't got a Persian neighbor. Um, Do you speak Farsi? <laughs> I only know the curse words in Farsi. Oh, I can't say. That I know how to say that your mom's uh, hoo hoo smells bad. Oh, how do you say that? Let's practice. Kose nana bumide. Kose nana bumide. Yeah, there's some silent H's that you need to kind of pronounce. I think. Jesus Christ! Yeah, it's really difficult. It's terrible. Okay, I want to hear what your guilty pleasures are on Netflix so that I may check them out as well. Um, yeah, I watch a lot of romantic stuff. Okay. Also, I, hey, I don't know if you do this, but when I was pregnant with my second kid, I stopped eating at the Gelson Salad Bar. Um, I love the Gelson Salad Bar in my neighborhood because they have the best ranch dressing at the salad bar and the best Thousand Island dressing. <laughs> Didn't your website used to be Thousand Ranch? Yes, because <laughs> I invented it. It's a whole new dressing and <laughs> it's based on the gelson salad bar i would mix <laughs> i would mix a scoop of the gelson's ranch and then a scoop of the gelson's thousand island and i would i create a thousand ranch and i named it my, my website and there's even a joke in my first special about it because i love the taste but what happened was i got pregnant the second time and the thought of going to a public salad bar to eat grossed me out so much because you, then you start thinking about all the hands that go in the salad bar and all the sneezing and the coughing and the nastiness. And now I can't go and I'm like, I can't. And, you know, and also when you scoop out the ranch, you'll notice like people drop cauliflower in there or like a strand of cheese or a rogue kidney bean is in the thing. And you're like, Ew. so I'm torn because I love their salad dressing. And I, I don't know. Do you eat salad bar? Um, it's so yeah. dicey. I mean, really? I've never. Yeah, I mean, I've never even had that thought. Uh, you're you're kind of blowing my mind. <laughs> Hold on, if the Gelson salad bar is not safe, it's not. What is safe? Because Gelson's is like you know, it's the bougie supermarket chain. It is, but is Whole Foods is that salad bar no. safe? No, I see. That's what about their hot food bar. And and that no no because you've got I've seen people eating out eating just from the the hot food bar and the salad bar you see it yeah it's nasty people are nasty yeah and then this cold season you know people are coughing everywhere and food it's just it's in the air it's just it's nasty I don't know I used to do it but now I'm like terrified so now you just change to prepackaged salad boxes. Instead? No, I make my own salads at home and I make my own poop soup at home and I do it my way. But what I'm bummed about is this ranch dressing that only I can get at Gelson's. <laughs> so do you go and just like, because at Gelson's they, they weigh it out, right? Yeah, so you have to so scoop you just it scoop into it. the thing. <laughs> so you get a salad box, no salad in it, just right. all ranch dressing? Well, now I'm afraid to even touch the ranch because of the rogue pieces of vegetables and things. That's, you know what I mean? People are nasty. They don't sell it bottled on its own? That's what I'm wondering. Does anybody know if I can buy it at the Geldog? I get my just the ranch on its own? 
because I'm so sad that I, I, I miss the taste. I've been dreaming about it. Ranch dressing. But it's got to be there specific. You know when you get hooked on like a sauce that only a, it's proprietary to them? Yeah, see, they got all this bullshit, Maria's and the wishbone. I don't want that. I want Gelson's brand. Oh, it's so upsetting. It's so upsetting. It is hard to find a good ranch. I totally feel you. Wingstop has really good ranch. Wingstop. Yeah, I've been, I go there a little too much. <laughs> <laughs> What's your jam at Wingstop? What are you getting nowadays? Uh, you know, I go for the healthy uh-huh. keto options. The keto. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, a little original hunt, a little garlic parmesan. And then, yeah. I mean, I used to have so much fucking ranch. Really? Like whenever I went to a restaurant, I would always say like, Whatever you think is too much ranch, <laughs> bring me one more than that. I love that. And then that. that's the perfect amount. <laughs> You're, that's exactly how I used to ask for cheese, for extra shaky. <laughs> that's a hundred percent. When they, you know, when they come and they go fresh grated Parmesan, and I always start by going, oh, you're going to regret asking. And then I go, whatever you think is normal, just keep going. And that's the amount of shaky I want on my cheese. I know. Yeah. Whenever they do that, oh. it's always, they always look at me and they're like, oh, you forgot to say when. I'm like, yeah. no, I didn't. No, I didn't. <laughs> no, I didn't. Keep going, dude. I know. Oh my God. We're the same person. I know. I know. Well, because I have eating things. I feel like. I have eating thing. I, I um I go through phases with food where I go I over go overboard. It's my drug. I think is what I'm learning about myself. Hell yeah. Yeah, because I'm not a big I'm not a drug person. I'm not like a drinker. Uh, yeah, a little, but but the, the the I always I hate that the pressure of the cheese grater. That person that comes to you. I don't think anybody really gets as much cheese as they want. I feel like we're all secretly guilty about the guy, the woman, or whoever has to do that. The waitress, the waiter. Right? Nobody's ever getting the amount of cheese they yeah. really want. Yeah, you don't want you don't want to seem not normal to the person yeah. who sees this every day. Yeah. So if they're like, that's the most I've ever seen on average, anyone <laughs> ask, you don't want to go above that. I know. Limit. So unless what, you don't care. You know? Unless I don't care. And I've stopped caring about a lot of stuff, which it's very liberating. But here's what I do in the grated the, the fresh grated parmesan scenario. I go, yeah, keep it coming, and then I want you to bring me another dish. <laughs> is that what you did with your ranch um well first what i do is i ask i like how big is the bowl that you bring out aside a ranch in? and then they show me i'm like yeah bring me a soup bowl with that oh my God. <laughs> and that's what i you would were, drink that shit yeah you really would. would and you were like, dipping so, someone once like was uh they're like how much ranch could you actually like eat and i was like oh i could drink it and then they're like well i'll pay you money to drink and i'm like you don't need to pay me dude Really? And you can drink ranch? Uh, I did that one time. I don't know if I would do it again. Uh, It's a a lot of goodness real fast. What? Okay, like, what's your brand? What do you like? Which brand? Wingstop Ranch. Wingstop. Oh, Wingstop. Yeah, okay. (laughs) Like, there's a couple places. Like, it's it's the places that make their own ranch that's that's good. That's That's the the secret. Yeah. See, that's the secret. It's not about the bottle. The bottle sucks. Like, I cannot replicate... It's like um, everything fresh tastes better. Yeah. You know? I just, I think we have to learn how to make our own ranch dressing and then that might solve the problem. Oh my God. What if we made a where my mom's at style ranch? <laughs> <laughs> what is, what is in ranch? Can you please Google ranch recipe? Now I'm dying to know because I think it's pretty universal that everybody loves ranch dressing. I've not met a soul who doesn't like ranch dressing. It's like, it's perfect. Here we go. Click on it and let's just see what is in it. Easy homemade. Here it is. Okay, scroll down. Let's see what's in this stuff. I figured out, by the way, I'm such a dope too. I figured out that you can make things <laughs> by looking them up. <laughs> like for years, I loved tomato soup and I would buy it in the can and I would always be like, ew, this tastes like the can until it took 42 years of my life before I went, Christina, you could probably make soup. <laughs> you can make tomato. Okay, well, okay, okay. So here's what's in ranch, you guys. Get ready to vomit because it always is like this. Okay, it's a half cup of mayonnaise. So either you're in or out already because a lot of people hate mayonnaise. A quarter cup sour cream or Greek yogurt. But yeah, let's if you want to make it bad. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you want to fucking puss out. Are you in or are you in? Two teaspoons dried chives. So chives are what, it's the green little bits. A half teaspoon of dried dill, half teaspoon dried parsley. Oh, you could tell this is a good recipe. Yeah. Then the garlic powder, onion powder, salt, pepper, and then three quarter cup of buttermilk. 
Interesting. That's what it, and I bet you it's that's the, the move. That's the move. Buttermilk ranch is always the superior it's, ranch, right? And that's what I think Gelson's does: the buttermilk, the mayo, and the sour cream together is what you're tasting. That's so good. Yeah, and a little onion. I don't like onion. Uh, oh God, I don't like onion powder, but I'll figure this out. I'm gonna make my own ranch this weekend. Mark, mark my words. All right, back to the show. Oh my God, you know what's the best too? What? Okay, I'm really white trash in my. I like uh, like for Thanksgiving. I I won't make homemade stuffing. I'll only stovetop, like only out of the really. Did you guys have homemade? Well, up? I mean, because my mom uh, isn't American. Yeah, um, same. She, yeah, she'd make her own her own thing, and it never tasted like anyone's stuffing. So whenever someone had like Thanksgiving stuffing, I'd be like, "This is just cornbread shoved inside of a turkey. This fucking sucks." So you you liked your mom's homemade styles? Oh yeah. Oh, fuck. Oh, I love my mom's cooking. Let's get her recipe, dude. Hook it sure. up. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. I'll try it. Okay. Okay. Uh, we were talking about disgusting things you do when you live alone uh, before we start recording because Nadav lives alone. Chris, our, my other lovely producer here in the box, is um, he's in the roommate stage of life and hasn't lived alone yet. And I think it's really important to live alone once in your life before you get married to know the joys and the weirdness of living alone. <laughs> Because it is a combination of both, right? It's like, it's ter- at least for me, I was very scared to live alone. I did it when I was 28. I, I lived with a boyfriend before and we broke up and then I moved alone. And it was so scary at first. And then you get into these weird routines and you start to really enjoy your alone time. And then the thought of getting a roommate, right? Never happens. You cannot go back to having a roommate unless you're going to get married. And then that's your life roommate. And that's... Uh, Oh, it's different. But uh, my favorite thing to do when I lived alone is I would go to Trader's Joe after work. I would get a salad, a ready-made salad, um, prosciutto, go home, watch, turn on the TV, of course, right? This is when I did have a TV. For a year, I didn't. And then, um, yeah, you strip down, right? Because I, I do that now. I get home. I take off all my street clothes because I think it's disgusting to wear your street clothes. Do you do that too, Nadav? Or you, is that an Euro-Israeli thing too? Um... What is uh, like when you come home as a kid? Oh, like you switch over to home clothes? Yeah, never did that. <gasps> I just started doing a thing where when I come home from work, I take off my socks from the day and I put on fresh socks. Woo! Wow! Let you're... me tell you, dude. Whoa! You're that tre- feels great. You're treating yourself. <laughs> what are you, the king? Jeez. Let's just you know. I've, I found out. You know, living alone, I found out what I like and what I don't like, and I like fresh socks. You know, I like fresh socks too. I like fresh underwear. I like fresh everything when I come home. Take off your nasty street clothes. Take off your shoes because you don't want to track all that dirt and bacteria in your house. Nasty shit. Yeah, and have like soft home clothes. Anyway, so what I would do, I would write a lot of letters to my future self <laughs> when I lived alone. I think girls do that. Like, Really? Oh, because I was 28 and I was like, when I'm, you know, 40, I hope to be, you know, blah, blah, blah. I want to be married. I want to do this and that. Yeah. Do you have any more? Do you have any of those letters? <laughs> I do. Oh, you should bring them in <laughs> next week. Hello. <laughs> Hello. It's all goals, life goals. Like, I'm going to be, I'm going to have an agent. I'm going to be a comedian, stuff like that. And then um, I would dance a lot, a lot of dance parties alone. That was fun. I get, I would drink a lot too. And that's when I started drinking alone, is when I lived alone. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you're not supposed to do that. And then I smoked a lot of cigarettes too. You're you're a smoker, right? You, you yeah. still smoke, yeah. yeah. Do you smoke alone at home? And do you smoke in your apartment? Um, I definitely have done that. That is crazy. I try to not do that because it, it. Well, what it is is like it's crazy. I've gone through moments where I try and quit smoking. Uh, like the first time I tried to quit smoking, uh, I quit. I'm like, what am I gonna do with all this time? Oh, I know. I know. I'll, I'll try and watch Mad Men. All those guys do in that is yeah. smoke indoors. And I'm like, drink. that's a lost cause. I'm back on the wagon. <laughs> <laughs> I know. That's actually where I was like, oh, smoking indoors. That sounds dope. <laughs> I know. I did it too when I lived in an apartment. It's so gross though. It really is nasty. Oh yeah. It's it's foul. It's foul and disgusting. Yeah. You, no one should do that. Or in your car. The car was the worst. Oh yeah. I still do that Yeah, a lot. it's so gross. Do you roll the windows down at least? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, have you seen maniacs that roll around with their windows up? No. Yeah. There was a uh, what? What was it? Is it in uh, Donnie Brasco? Like that's burned <laughs> yeah. in my mind. Of uh, I think it was Al Pacino. Uh-huh. He's the one that's in that, right? With yeah. Johnny Depp. 
and Al Pacino is smoking a cigarette with the car windows rolled up. It's insanity. And uh, Johnny Depp tries to crack one. He's like, are you crazy? You're going to let the cold in. It's like, that, that's insane. <laughs> Nutty. No, that's that's psychotic. It's really crazy. People used to do that with children in the car, like back in the seventies. <laughs> just smoke the baby in the back. Yeah, I mean, I remember when I was younger, like the 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 neighborhood Israelis would come over to our house <laughs> and they would all be on the front porch patio smoking cigarettes, and I'd hang out with them because I loved the smell of cigarettes. Yeah, same. And uh, <laughs> I asked one of them to blow it in my face, <laughs> and like a lunatic, they did. Uh huh. Coughed uh-huh. my lungs out. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, cigarettes are bad. And then <laughs> I, I stayed away from them for like 10 years until I was like 16 and started smoking again. Yeah. So yeah, he blew cigarette smoke That's in like amazing. a six-year-old's face. That's amazing. Yeah, only foreigners do crazy shit like that. Foreigners and white trash do crazy stuff like that. Uh, I remember my dad used to take me to this German cold cut place in the valley growing up. And back in the day, they used to sell bubblegum cigarettes that had powder oh, yeah. that? and you'd blow the cigarette and then fit, like powder would come out and it looked like smoke. And I remember practicing on those when I was a little girl. I was like, oh, I can't wait to start smoking for real. <laughs> yeah, they don't make those anymore. Hell no. Are you kidding me? God, God forbid. And then um, chocolate cigarettes too. I would practice on those. I'd be like, these are so, because smoking, unfortunately, I hate to tell you, it does look cool. It really looks cool. And for the, when I smoked, I was a lot skinnier. It's a great stress reliever. It's all good. It's all good stuff. Hell yeah, dude. And then, <laughs> it's how you make friends. It's how you make friends. You make friends with other smokers on it's your smoke true. break. And you know, they even did studies back when more people smoked. It was an advantage in the business world because like executives or whoever would go out for a cigarette. And if you could join your bosses for a smoke, you would have more FaceTime with them or whatever. And I mean, obviously, I'm kidding. Hello, anybody listening knows that it's horrendously bad for you and it's poisoning yourself. But but I, I wish they could make an alternative that doesn't kill you because it has a lot of um, benefits, unfortunately. Thinness, anxiety relief, right? Social, uh, social adhesive, social lubricant, if you will. All right, let's get into our segments. We have so many things. Oh, I love this one. Um, Nadav curated this for me. Uh, This is stuff uh, moms say, which is hilarious. This person writes, I love my kids and I love the ridiculous shit that comes out of my mouth because of them. Uh, uh, We have a three-year-old autistic daughter and a two-year-old gremlin, a boy. Yes. The combination of the two has led to some wild exclamations. This is hilarious. What do my kiddos say? They always say funny shit. Anyway. Okay. Okay. Ready? Here we go. Here's one. Don't poop in that dump truck. (laughs) Yep, you end up saying crazy stuff. Quit swinging that lamp, of course. Your penis isn't a slinky. Quit playing with it like it is. (laughs) Again, with the lamp, it's not a baseball bat. Yep, yep. Chips, we haven't had chips in this house for... Spit it out now. Now! (laughs) Quit acting like you don't have legs. You are not Lieutenant Dan. Walk. That's one's my favorite. When you start throwing out references, your children have no idea what you're referring to. That's my favorite. What's that? Um, the other day I was like, dude, are you hulking out? And he's like, what's the Hulk? What's hulking out? I had to explain the Incredible Hulk. Um, that was great. And that was just today. She writes, I feel we need a sort of shit mom say type of segment. This is great. That is filled with the ridiculous crap that we holler at our kids on a daily basis. I can't be the only one that says bizarre shit in private and public about the behavior of my demon spawn. Thanks for the great podcast. They keep me saying, Christy, you're welcome, Christy. And yeah, send me stuff that you've been saying to your kids. <laughs> send it to where my mom's at at gmail.com or phone it in 213-375-5184. I feel like I say crazy shit to him. all. It's all day every day, but to me, it's normal now. What's the craziest thing that you've caught him doing like uh, oh, recently? Dude. Well, I mean, he peed in my hydro flask. That was weird. Um, Did you have to tell him to not do that again? No. Now I encourage it because he doesn't want to pee in public. So I'm like, okay, well, this from now on is your pee hydro flask and you pee in the car if we're out in public. Um, <laughs> just like last night, he's, he's toilet trained, but he wears a diaper to sleep in. And he'll just look at me and start pushing a turd out. I'm like, you know how to use the toilet. <laughs> what are you doing? And he's like, I'm pooping in my diaper. I'm like, I know. We've trained you out of this. What are you doing? He's like, I want to go in the diaper. I want you to clean it. 
Um, all day, every day. I mean, it's like, oh, we. he started this thing called the ouchie game. I mean, it's not a new thing. It's what children do to you. They pull your ear, they scratch your face. I've been kicked in my pregnant belly. I've been, they fucking, oh, they're just so violent boys. And that's what Ellis calls it now, the ouchie game. It's the ouchie game. And like the baby now, you know, mimics and pulls my nose and scratches you and pulls your hair and laughs. They're just so evil. <laughs> they think it's fun. Uh, okay, here we go. Let me see. Let's start with some, let's just start with the, what would CP do? And then we'll go into hacks and fails. How about that? You got mom questions? CP's got mom answers. What would Christina P do? Okay, here we go. Hey, Christy. <laughs> My wife, whom I adore and, thinks is, and think is sexy and cool, is apparently going through perimenopause. Do, 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 do. She tends to go from awesome to holy shit is this an exorcism within moments oh boy how should i temper this can i should i attempt to address this seems pretty daunting have you yet experienced the perimenopause it's kind of like possession but with attitude any advice dave uh dave first of all i would not refer to it as possession with attitude <laughs> if she ever heard you say that i guarantee you would be in the doghouse <laughs> Um, I'm not in perimenopause yet that I know of, but I mean, I'm a woman and we go through hormonal stuff every month. It's the gift of being a, a life maker. Um, can you bring it up to her? Yes, but not when she's in the throes of a demon possession. So when she's nice and calm and happy and sweet, I would bring it up at an opportune moment. Maybe you're taking her out to dinner. Hey, you get it. I don't know if you have children, but find a babysitter, take her out somewhere nice and, and politely say something to the extent of, um, it seems I've noticed some, I've noticed you seem a bit stressed out more lately, or maybe you seem a little off kilter every now and then. It seems like it's really bothering you or, or uh, something like that. Just to notice somebody suffering is I, I think kind of good. And, um, I mean, I don't know what the options are. I'm assuming she could go on some kind of hormonal therapy. Maybe, um, I would take her to the doctor and see if there's anything we can put her on to help the, the swings. I, I don't know what the options are. We could ask Dr. Drew the next time he's in here. Uh, but bring it up very gently and kindly and not in the moment when she's having an exorcism. And, um, what does she like? I think sometimes to calm the beast, you give them what they like. Does she like a glass of wine? Will that chill her out? Bring her a glass of wine. She wanted a piece of chocolate? Give her that. Give her whatever it is that to, can calm her in the moment. Because I know my husband, when I was in the throes of, um, of uh, what's that called? The baby blues after both kids, he was walking on eggshells for a while. <laughs> um, you just have to grin and bear it. You have to suck it up. That's what husbands do. They fucking suck it up. They take the abuse until the, the storm passes. So or just try to medicate her, man. All right. Good you luck. Know, yeah. I, go. I actually had a, a follow-up question to this. Yes. So, uh, you know, we've been aware because of Leanne of the quarterly blowjob. Yeah. That's something nice that you could do for your husband. What is the equivalent of a quarterly oh blowjob for, for your wife? Great question, Nadav. Here's what our quarterly blowjob is. Okay. Do the fucking dishes take out the trash do what you're gonna what you say you're gonna do and i swear to god that's so exciting for us and if you have the means send her to the spa for the day once every now and then once a quarter mom disappears for a few hours to get a massage a facial to do whatever it is she needs to do to become a human being again or send her off just for a mani petty for like an hour and a half that works wonders in fact that's cheaper than a spa day so there you go oh nice so uh, yeah. a vacation from the kids a vacation from the kids and like really take them off her hands do not fucking text her a hundred times when she's off doing stuff like where's the peanut butter where do i how do i change a diaper like figure it all out before she goes okay don't stress her out okay okay back to the show Okay, here we go. IVF anxiety. My husband and I are starting our first round of IVF this month and are both a little overwhelmed with all the information being thrown at us. You mentioned that you've been through this before. My question is, how do you manage stress through the process? Did the shots freak you out at all? Did Tommy Bunn step up and give you the shots? 
Also, I've heard your tits get out of control along with the rest of your body. Was it as bad as everyone says? Thanks, mommy. Uh, Hillary. Yeah, Hillary. So, you know, apparently I got to tell you, and maybe because um, I'm not very in tune with my emotions or physical body, which is a good thing. I don't really, I, I didn't find IVF to be that big of a disaster. Some women are really, really messed up over it. I was just like, I'm like a, I'm like a cannonball. You know what I mean? I, I just deal with stuff. I, a little bit physical stuff rather like, uh, I know I gave myself my own shots. I learned how to give my own shot in the butt cause Tom was gone working so much. I just learned to do the progesterone shot on my own. I would just contort my body. I was standing in my kitchen at the time. We didn't have bushes in front of our kitchen window. So like, I'm sure neighbors saw me giving me, giving myself progesterone shots every night i would just like turn around and shoot myself in the butt um but it is stressful i'm not saying i wasn't affected at all i just managed the stress uh, with alcohol and distractions and i ate a lot and you're gonna gain a little weight i did i gained weight my tits didn't get out of control then you will be up and down um but that's when i you know hey a glass of wine helps if you don't have a problem with alcohol and um, it is actually, yes, now I'm thinking back, the hormones do make you crazy. Try to remind yourself that like, hey, these are hormones talking, this isn't me. Um, yeah, you just have to remind yourself that it's temporary and hopefully you'll only have to go through it once. And on the bright side, when they put you under to harvest your eggs, if you do, if you're, yeah, they have to harvest your eggs, um, it's such a nice nap because they give you what they gave Michael Jackson when they put every night. What did, were they giving Michael Jackson? What was that shit called? Not albuterol. It's what um, you give asthma. It not was, fentanyl. Yeah, something like, something like that. Nebutol or like something horrendous. And that's what they give you when they harvest your eggs. Propofol? So, yeah, that's something it. like that. So look forward to that when they put you under because that is so amazingly pleasant. Um. So yeah, the shots blow. You're going to wear estrogen patches. Those blow. Remembering to do shots blow. I, I got over the shot thing really quick. The first time I was really scared and then you'll become an expert. Uh, oh, what is nobody warned me about is the bloating you feel after they harvest your eggs. I remember it was like my, I was really puffy. I looked about four months pregnant afterwards and that's because all the hormones are now coming out of you and just uh, don't eat a lot of carbs and sugar and don't eat, al don't drink alcohol at that point and it'll go away quickly. But good luck. I hope it goes well. And I hope you only need to do one round. And uh, Hillary, write back and let me know if it works. And good luck. Okay, let's do some mom hacks. Or, Ooh, we, have or we have uh, voicemails for oh. what would CP. Oh, oh, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Hi, Christina. This Hi, is Victoria from Texas. I love that name. I love your show. Thank um, you. I actually have a question and need some advice. Uh -huh. I am 31 weeks pregnant with my second. I'm having a girl, and I already have a two-year-old boy. And I just would like some advice on feeling guilty about um, having a second child, yes. not paying attention to my first child, yes. um, and how did you deal with that, um, specifically, you know, leaving my son to go give birth is a huge uh, thing of anxiety for me that I have been trying to work through in therapy. Um, but just any advice that you have would be greatly appreciated. Again, love the show. Love you. Thank you. Thank you, Victoria. I love the name Victoria. That's the name I wish my parents had given me. Uh, Victoria. Royalty. Okay. You're 31 weeks pregnant with a girl. You have a two-year-old boy and you feel guilty. 100% normal. I had so much guilt about having a second child. It's such a weird phenomenon because it sounds so irrational when you say it out loud. You're like, why would you have guilt over giving a sibling to your first? Because I think what happens is we go like this, the first child's life is so amazed because you're so focused on them and they have like all your attention and all your love and you know, you do everything for the first and then the second one comes and you just don't have the time and the energy to do what you did for the first. So then that's the second part of the guilt is when you, your second child, you're like, I didn't do all the mommy and me classes for my baby, the second baby and all that. Um, so yeah, after I had Julian, 
I felt so guilty about neglecting Ellis, not neglecting, but not paying as much attention to Ellis that when I could pay attention to him after I had delivered Julian, I was so happy to get back with Ellis that I would just, I just cried because I felt so bad for like having to pull back because, you know, you're physically more tired. You, you really can't interact, especially in the, that last month is just so harsh on your body. Um, but here's what normally happens. And I think this is what happened in our situation is that it's daddy's turn to step in and it's a great time for your you're older to start bonding with daddy more and for daddy to get more involved. So um, that's kind of, that's what happened. Dad started putting Ellis down more, taking more responsibilities with him and the two of them got really a lot closer. So look at it, not so much as a time where you have to spend time away from him, but as a time maybe that he can bond with his daddy. Um, and the anxiety is normal too. I felt the same way. Do you have parents, grandparents, family that can visit the older one? Uh, does he have grandparents that can spoil him while you're in the hospital? Because that's another way to look at that. Is that, yeah, okay, maybe you're gone for a few days in the hospital, but now your kid's going to get spoiled by the grandparents. And he's actually going to really love that time eating ice cream and blowing his bedtime and getting toys every day. So there, I hope that helps, Victoria. And good luck with your delivery. 31 weeks, you're just around the corner. It's almost over, girl. Hang in there. Poor thing. Poor f- right, we got another What Would Christina P. Oh! <laughs> hey, Mean Dean. So I just have a question. Um, uh, I have a now five-month-old daughter, um, and I'm considered a bad mom because I let her sleep in the bed with me. I've tried to con- um, transition her into her crib, and she's just not having it. I've tried the cry it out method, and I can't do it. I can't listen to her scream like that. Yeah, it's tough. I also have a husband that works in the morning, so he is refusing to assist with getting her transition to the crib. My question is, what did you do to get your boys into the crib, um, and um, how long does it usually take, I guess I would say? Um, how many days did you let them cry it out? Was it over an hour? Because this chick will not stop. Thanks, mommy. <laughs> oh, my love. I'm so sorry. Okay. So it sounds like you're ready to break the habit of having the baby in your bed. Um, yeah, it's it's tough because once you get them used to that, now you're going to have to transition to the crib. So there's a great book out there. It's very thin. It's a very quick read. It's called The Sleep Easy Solution. This is how I sleep train Ellis. I read this book. The sleep easy solution. So what you're going to do is start with just putting the baby in the crib as you are cleaning or as you're in the same room with the baby. You said you have a girl. Yeah. So put your daughter in the crib as you're cleaning up her bedroom. Put her in the crib and walk away and go to the kitchen and come back. So now she's going to start being in the crib alone without you there and feeling safe. Put her lovies in there. If she's in, a, in her passy, put the passy in there. Put comfort things in there, something that smells like you, your shirt, whatever. And then you're going to start maybe with naps during the day. Try napping her there. See if she'll do that. Um, and then when she's comfortable there... You can transition to nights, but read that book because it's the crying it out. I hate it too. It's just terrible. I really, I hate it. You don't have to let them cry too much. Um, If you can come in, you can pat them. You can walk away. You know, you visit them every minute, every three minutes, and then every five minutes. That's the intervals, but you got to read the book because it explains everything in there. Um, Yeah. So you do cry intervals, one minute, three minute and five minute. And then it goes to 10 and then 15. It usually takes about a week, but really three days if you're consistent. And that's the key is to be consistent and to uh, stick to your guns and not give in and not let them sleep in the bed with you. But like I said, let's be gradual. Let's get her used to even being in her crib because she hasn't spent a lot of time there. So you're essentially asking her to start uh, from scratch preferable i don't know just again hey man there's a lot of people that co-sleep and are extremely happy with that i'm not judging anybody for doing that but if you want to do sleep training you should really start from the beginning it's preferable if you can because then you don't have to break any nasty habits you just start it from the beginning they're in they're in there the the bassinet sorry in the very beginning the first 12 weeks and then you transfer them to the crib around 
that three month mark. But you're not too you're not so far gone. Don't worry. It's it's all possible. It's just going to be harder when they're a bit older. And do not wait until they can scream mama because then you are fucked. Just do it when they're still babies. And then they're, they're going to sleep a lot better. My babies, and I don't mean to brag, but they both sleep 12 hours a fucking night and they do their naps in the crib. Mommy sleeps. Okay. Um, oh, what else we got? We got another one? Hi, Mommy. I have a girlfriend who is a nanny and an aunt. Lots of little kids in her life. Um, and she wants to have kids someday, too. The only thing is she is in remission for stage four colon cancer and this is her fourth year out of a five-year window that the doctors look into so what advice would you give someone who can't have kids yet but sees all of her people in her life having kids and you know the the urge is obviously there any advice would be great thanks bye-bye okay so i'm not a medical doctor so i don't know what the condition of her eggs are given she probably had chemo and radiation so i mean i'm always of the mind of know exactly what you're dealing with to alleviate any anxiety or alleviate any stress go to a fertility doctor have her tested have the eggs tested maybe even harvest some eggs and put them on ice so that when you guys are ready to do it you can um but go to a doctor and find out what what the timeline is for when we can start and what her health is. But you're, I think you're asking more about an emotional thing. I know it's so devastating when you want children and you're trying and it seems like every a-hole out there can conceive on a dive. Um, you know what really helped me when I was trying to conceive and couldn't? Uh, we got another dog. <laughs> Get a dog. Get a goddamn dog. Just do it. Or a cat. Get a pet. Practice your nurturing on a, a living being. Um, I think dogs are, especially puppies, great training for motherhood. I would say a, a puppy and a newborn are somewhat similar. Um, and maybe start there so she can she can get that nurturance out on uh, on the living being. I think that really satiates that that need. But good luck. I hope you I hope you can have babies soon. Ooh, my butthole hurts. What else we got? Um, so that was all the, oh. what would Christina P do? Okay. Um, I know you got to head out soon. So, I mean, no. you're, you're seeing, you're seeing what segments are left. Yeah, yeah, Which yeah. ones do you want to do? Let's do a couple of mom fail voicemails and then we'll get into mom hacks. We'll close on mom hacks. Cause those are just fun. I love them. Great. Now it's time for a round of mom, mom fails. Oh, Hi, Mommy. Hi, this hi. is Jessica from Pennsylvania. Hi, I have a mom fail slash I almost killed my kid this week. <laughs> um, I was changing my daughter's diaper and her outfit after she stood up on it, and I crouched down to get a new outfit for her. She was on top of the dresser. That's where I change her. And she did a backflip off of the dresser oh. onto the ground. Oh. Um, miraculously, she landed on her butt and was perfectly fine, but I think I aged about 20 years saying that and I feel awful but what are you gonna do thanks jeans bye what are you gonna do she survived you did it it's all it's all good and I gotta tell you I uh the other day I was at the um pediatrician with Julian and I he was up on the thing on the pediatrician stand or whatever it is and I had to bend down and I blocked him instinctually with my body like I leaned up against him and I bent down and the pediatrician goes geez that's a good move and I go oh well after two boys you learn that they wiggle roll uh jump off the changing table constantly because they're wiggle worms but yeah it's happened to me too I think Ellis rolled off uh, thankfully, he rolled onto carpet. He's rolled off the bed. Both boys have rolled off the bed. It's just, it's a nightmare. You just hope, you hope for the best. All right, give me another fail. Whew. So I have a mom's fail. I've just left the pool with my three-month-old son and my three-year-old son, who has a little bit of a transition problem and doesn't like changing things when he's having fun. And as the first time I've gone swimming with the two of them, and when we're leaving, yes, buddy, when we're leaving, <laughs> the three-year-old has a huge fit. I'm on a slippery pool surface. Can you hear that? Yep. I'm on a slippery pool surface, and I'm trying to pick him up as he's kicking and screaming. Oh, fuck. His foot hooks into the top of my bathing suit, oh. 
pulls it down. My boobs are exposed for everyone at the pool. Everyone is staring because he's screaming at such a high-pitched volume. And it's Sunday when all the dads are there with their kids. And I just had to stand there until the lifeguard was able to come help me and take my three-month-old baby, who is now scream crying, uh, and help me get to the change room. Fuck. So that's my mom, Dale. Uh, love you. Keep your show going. You're the best. Thanks, Bye. dude. Oh, that's brutal. Why does that sound so... Uh, even the kids screaming in the background. You <laughs> Last week, you were making fun of me and a dog making that White Claw video screaming over four children. Because that's why. You can't make a freaking phone call without mommy mommy mom yeah mom 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 yeah oh my life okay let's do a mom hack i got one here uh hi mommy christine i was listening to your podcast with ela klein and towards the end of the podcast she asked if anyone knew how to get ink out of clothing or bed sheets i'm not a mom but was raised by a first string varsity mom who passed down some of her knowledge ink will come out of almost any fabric with rubbing alcohol good to know this has saved me numerous times. This past week, it saved me at work when I got a highlighter mark on my sweater. God damn it. And one dab of my hand sanitizer and it was gone. Ooh, this laundry trick has never failed me and has saved me hundreds of dollars from having to buy new clothes. I thought this could be a lifesaver for the mommies out there since it has yet, since it has been such a help to me. Thank you for doing the podcast. You got it. Thank you very much, Kate from California. I just inked up a white sweater yesterday, so I'm going to try the hand sanitizer trick. Uh, and let's do one more mom hack voicemail if you have. Hi, my name's Megan. I'm a huge fan of the show. Um, I, had, I just heard of such a good mom hack that I had to share. I'm not a mom myself, but this is just too good. Um, I met this lady who was on a five-hour flight with her two-and-a-half-year-old, and I asked her, how did you survive? And she bought him five little presents, wrapped them all before the flight, yes. and then each hour would open up a new present so the kid would get excited and have something to play with. And then if he started acting up, she could say, well, you're not going to get your next present. So I just thought that was uh, a pretty good one to share, especially for moms that don't want to have their kids, uh, you know, glued to their screens for you yes. know, the whole flight. But, um, yeah, had to share Love you, Christina. Keep them high. Thank you. I love you too. That's a fantastic idea. And I did that with Ellis. What you want to do, mom, is go to the 99 cent store before a trip and buy like little, especially when they're two, they just want, you know, tactile things, like adult looking things. And just, yeah, buy a bunch of crap from the 99 cent store and wrap it. And then they just unwrap presents, like bullshit presents for hours and hours. That's a great idea. Okay. I do have to run. I got a long day ahead of me doing mom stuff. Um, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for downloading. I love you guys so much. Thank you for supporting the show. Don't forget to pick up your official Cool Mom t-shirt available. Catch me outside. Hey. How about that? TomSeguray.com in the store. And, uh, and that's it. Until then, mommies, hang in there. Until next week. Bye. Meow. Where my mom's, where my mom's, where my mom's at? Where my mom's wearing thongs, hitting bongs at? Raising kids, cleaning shits, need a long nap. Where my mom's, where my mom's, where my mom's at? Where my mom's at?